This is the Get Better Everyday Podcast with Matt Gouget. Actionable advice from real-life superheroes who, just like you, are in relentless pursuit of the best version of themselves. Whether you're just getting started or have been at it for years, my hope is that this podcast injects you with some positive energy to continue doing what brings you joy. Join me as I interview the best of the best in business, sports, and life. Let's grow together. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm KJ. And we're the producers of the Get Better Everyday Podcast. Do you like podcasts? Well, then hit us up. IkePodcastNetwork.com will help you build your show. All right. Get Better Everyday Podcast with Matt Gouget. I've got Julian Harris of Julian Harris uh, Services here with me today. I'm excited, man, to talk all things uh, leadership and, and whatever else we dive into. How are you doing today? I am doing really well. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Before we jump in, just tell people maybe the 30 to 60 second, uh, you know, sound clip of of who you are and, and what type of work you're up to. OK. Is it OK if I go a little bit longer? Because uh, 30 to 60 sound clips, I know good. I've got a little bit of a story to tell, if that's OK. okay. Tell tell the whole story. This this yeah. is, uh, yeah, as long as you'd like. Yeah. OK. So so the story is this. I have a couple of words tattooed on my left arm. Uh, they're two Hebrew words, and they say tikkun olam, which literally means repairing the world. And I, I, if you think about the, the world, the state of the world right now, that's kind of a nice, a nice philosophy to have. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not a religious guy, but I'm a spiritual guy, uh, and there are lots of different interpretations of those two words, tikkun olam. And the one I like comes from kind of Jewish mysticism. And this is the story. So when when God was God was creating the the world, the universe, what he decided to do was pour his divine light into um, a specially prepared vessel. But in, uh, unfortunately, in the process of doing that, the vessel uh, the vessel broke, and shards of the vessel and the divine light spread across all of creation. Uh, and the the story goes: it's our job to try and collect all this together, bring it all back together, so that the 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 work of creation will be finished. And that's like repairing the world. And that's I like that story because that's <laughs> kind of what I do. It's helping people see the the divine within this, the the gifts that are unique to them. Because often they can't see them for themselves, right? And so helping them see that and then really kind of lighting a fire under them so they're able to, to, to become the best versions of, of themselves. So that's that's the story and that's kind of the work I do in the context of business and, and leadership. Yeah, I love that. And, and I'd love to dig in on, on business and, and leadership specifically because I feel like um, I'm in a transitional or transitionary period in my own personal career where you know for the last decade I've I've operated in originating mortgages and I think for the next decade I'm going to operate more in a leadership role helping mm-hmm. others you know uh originating mortgages and, and and with our mortgage business so um tell us a little bit about how I love how you phrased it and I, I don't know if I'll do it justice. Um, you know, helping people see for themselves, I guess, their own gifts. And I relate this to, I do it a lot less in business and I do it through coaching kids, right? Like help a kid see his potential. Like, you know what, bud, like you've, you, you're really fast. 
right? And you can be a great asset to this basketball team using that great speed you got. And then you you give them a little bit of confidence. And so they, they play a little bit better and then they see results from, from, from the confidence. And I think it snowballs. It probably relates to how grown adults behave in the business world. Um, what can you tell us about what you've seen um, on, in, the, in the business world? How it relates yeah, to that? I, I, I love that story. And I, I take a lot from the world of sports, um, elite sport, not necessarily grassroots sport, but it's sometimes there's very little difference between the two. I think there's some incredible lessons that we can take from, from the world of sport. And, and, you know, the way we operate as, as human beings, whether it's in leadership or not, we, we we have our, our gifts at our center, right? And and we often don't see them because we get lost in what's going on up there between the ears. Because the way we operate as human beings, we are constantly thinking. And often we get lost in our thinking. We get out, we we think that our thoughts are the truth. And that that thinking often obscures those gifts. Um, it's like the, the metaphor I use, it's like the, the clouds, the clouds ob- obscuring the moon. The clouds are our thinking. And all, all day, every day, we're all, like, all 8 billion of us all operate the same way. We're all lost in our thinking. And often our thinking is a thing that is obscuring what, wh- who and what we truly are which is, and that's the source of our gift. It's the source of our wisdom and our creativity and our connectedness and our love. And, and in terms of just thinking about leadership now generally, most people think that the answer to leadership is out there somewhere. It's in a book, it's in a, it's in a podcast, it's in a TED talk. But in order to be the best possible leader that you can be, Matt, then you have to be the best possible version of yourself. And that and that comes from in here. The answers are all in here. They're not out there somewhere. But the answers uh, to the questions you have are probably obscured by all that thinking you've got about leadership. Right. So how do you, how do, how do you, how do you stop all the, the noise? Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, with your metaphor, you know, you you quiet the noise and be able to see a little bit more clearly on um, on things. How do you help people yeah. with that? Yeah, I don't. So, so I so it's a great question. I don't think you can stop the noise, right? But you can recognize that it's happening. Okay, so so there are there are there will be moments in everybody's day, and for those people that are listening or watching this, you, this may resonate. You know, if you're walking in the forest, walking in the woods, or you're walking by the ocean, or you're having a shower maybe in the in the morning, and suddenly an insight comes to you. That's that's an example of creating the environment for yourself where that the, that kind of that insight, that wisdom, that creativity comes through. And so and then beyond that, it's it's understanding what what judgments am I making about myself? What judgments am I making about other people? What make what judgments am I making about the way the world works? We all judge all the time. That's part of our thinking is our is judging. And and if you 
forgive the pun, if you stop to think about your thinking, you will realize how much you're judging yourself and others and all the time. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you do this, do this experiment. Next time you're out in the street and you're walking towards people in a shopping mall, wherever it might be, without even subconsciously, the people that are coming towards you, you're you're labeling them, you're putting, you know, you're judging them. And that's what we do. Yeah, it's a true story. I I I I think that we're probably all guilty of that and and it's hardwired in us and it's subconscious. Uh, I, I just had a moment of clarity as you were talking about, you know, getting moments of clarity that running for me is when I have mm -hmm. those moments. And the other day I was, I was talking, um, at a dinner and, and I was congratulating somebody from the family who just passed the bar. And I said, I was thinking while I was running and I, rem I in my head, I realized I've said that phrase so many times yeah. where I bring something up, you know, moment of clarity or, or, or whatever you want to call it. And it's, it starts with, I was running and a thought came to me. I was running and I had this idea I was running. Um, and so, um, I'm sure you see it working with leaders. Um, you mentioned walking by the beach or, or taking a shower. Um, are there any intentional ways you know, like the practice of yoga or something that people can um, implement if they don't have something, you know, or if I'm like, hey, I don't want to go run six miles today just so I can get my brain clear. Uh, yeah. what, what are some intentional ways to, to you know, have those moments? Yeah, so the, the intentionality doesn't necessarily come from the, the, the thing that you're doing. If it's running or yoga or meditation, these are all great things. The intentionality comes from carving time out in your schedule for those moments of quiet. So you have to create the environment. And, and so many of the people I talk to and work with, they're, you know, they're back to back. They've got back to back meetings all day, every day. So my question to them is how, how are you able to, to find you, if you if you design your day like that, you're not going to be able to access the wisdom and the insights that you need. So the so the intentionality is make time in your diary and protect that time. Because again, the story the stories I hear, well, yeah, I had an hour here, but somebody asked me for a meeting and I said yes, because I didn't want to, right? We I'm sure we all do that as well. You've got to be absolutely rigorous with your with your scheduling because otherwise you know those those boundaries need to be sacrosanct because other, otherwise people will eat into your time or you will eat into your own time oh i've got i've got this to do i've got that to do then you then you're not giving yourself the time you need to to slow down yeah and that makes all the sense in the world i think about you know there's there's a lot of things to relate you know childhood and being being a father of of kids i guess I'm, I'm, I'm in this world, but you think about recess and break time and how as adults, you know, we don't give that to ourselves. I, the, the podcast I listened to recently, um, Diary of a CEO. Um, a great, it's a great show. I love it. He talked about these back-to-backs. And then when you said it, it resonated with me where like, that's literally my day. And he talked mm -hmm. about scheduling in 30 minutes yeah. to breathe and eat lunch. Yeah. And um, I think that that's something that, you know, as an actionable item, 
I can take from this podcast, others listening um, can take that um, it's it's not only you know necessary and useful, um, but it's it's something that will help you. You know, you yeah. like I want to cram as much as I can into nine hours, get as much done, so I can get better every day. Part yeah. of getting better every day might be a block of an hour where you walk, get some yeah. sunlight, get some some That's clarity. It. So um, one of my, my one of my clients. Um, after working with me for a few weeks, he decided like Monday morning for two hours, two, three hours, he blocked that out in his calendar. He called it white space. For him, that was just, that was not just, that was thinking time. And and what he was able to create by slowing down and allowing himself, giving him giving himself permission to have that time to think, to strategize, you know, to get creative. What that gave him was, you know, was it was kind of exponentially more than if he if he'd used that two or three hours to do emails or whatever it would, you know, whatever else he was usually doing with it. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm I'm getting older and wiser in my 40s. I feel like, you know, when people say stuff like work smarter, not harder, there's there's actually some truth to just white knuckle, work as hard as I can, grind as hard as I can might not be the best way, um, might not be the the uh, healthiest way either to operate in, in a lot of businesses. Um, I, I saw something that you had spoke about um, that inside our paradigm, um, what what yeah. can you what can you tell me about that or expand yeah, on the, that? So yeah, the inside out paradigm. That's that's yeah. right. That's right. So this is I find this so interesting. So, so again, the, this kind of links back to what I was saying about our thinking. When we go through our our normal day, um, we are impacted by stuff that's happening out there, conversations we're having. You know, a tra- a traffic jam might. You know, we, we might be delayed for work, and all of these things. The, the the misunderstanding is that all of these things are affecting our emotions. We have an argument with our partner, with our spouse, for example, and we get angry or we get sad or whatever, and we point the finger of blame at the argument or what was said in the argument, whatever it might be. We Coming back to the traffic, we're, we're, we've got an important meeting. We're stuck in traffic. And we we get stressed because we think we might miss the meeting, and we point the finger of blame at the traffic jam, for example. That so that's that's an that's a an uh, an outside in way of looking at the world. It's the outside events that are affecting the way we feel. But actually, what's happening? What, what the reality is? The paradigm is it's inside out. Our emotions are dictated by what we're thinking, always. That's the way human beings are wired. So the stress is coming not from the traffic jam. The stress is coming from what we're thinking or the fact that our thoughts are going a 1,000 miles an hour. That's the thing that's stressing us out. Or the upset, the anger that we're feeling because of the argument is not because of the argument. It's because of what we're thinking about the argument. So the the reality of our of the human experience is the is the wrong way around. Most people think it's outside in, 
It's actually inside out. How do we fix that? How do, how do we? Because <laughs> yes, I, I acknowledge and agree that that's, uh, you know, as a huge impact on our personal life, our business. Um, and so so how how would you coach me to manage, you know, not letting things that affect me emotionally affect my work, how I react and respond to my wife, to my kids? Mm. You want to do some coaching right now? Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So, so give, give me an example of something where that's that's been really real for you. I think when you when you talk about um, you know uh, a disagreement with your spouse, mm. I carry that mm. right. I carry that into my day, and it probably affects how my conversations with clients go, how my conversations with with uh, you know, partners in my business go. Um, and then vice versa too. If I have a bad day where, you know, I have disagreements or stress from work, that shows up at home. And, you know, without even knowing what happened in my day, my wife can probably tell, well, man, this isn't, you know, the best version of my husband that I've seen this week. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think the fact that I'm thinking about it and trying to get better every day um, likely helps, but I still I would would um, admit I've got work to do. And so, so, so let's use the the argument, the the example of the argument with your with your spouse, your wife. Um, I don't want to take take you back to that to that the last time you had an argument. But what was the what was the feeling that that um, you were taking with you into the day after the argument? I think uneasy, unresolved, maybe a little bit of like um, regret. Like, man, I wish I wouldn't have handled that this way. I wish I would have um, not let her down. I wish I would have. And, and so there's there's weight of. I let myself down because I let her down and, you know, it made her feel this way. And now I'm feeling crappy about it and mm. I'm going to show up with a different energy. I know it. Mm. And I can, yeah. And I can, and I can, I can feel the weight as you're, as you're talking, we're, we're kind of going back into the past now, but I can feel the weight that you may, you must be carrying in the day. And what's so interesting is when you were kind of, talking me through that, there were so many thoughts, right? There were so many thoughts that you were articulating. And that's, that weight felt to me like you were lost in all of that thinking. So instead of being present to whatever was going on, you know, you might have had a meeting about mortgages or you might have had a meeting about the show, but instead, or at the same time, you're carrying the weight of all of this thinking that was going round and round in your head. So I think the, the you asked me how I would coach you around it. The first step was is always awareness. Awareness to what's actually going on for you in that moment.
yeah, just being aware of the thoughts that are passing through my head. Yeah, that's right. And we we all fall, fall into the trap of believing often that those thoughts are true. Sometimes they're not. Most times they're not. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's been an interesting conversation that I've had um, where you assume much worse than what reality truly is. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I can recognize the thoughts, recognize that they're bothering me. Maybe just that act alone quiets my brain enough to be able to operate, um, you know, without it having a, a detrimental effect on mm. my other human interactions of the day. Yeah. That's a, that's a, we only have, we only have, you know, a short amount of time uh, on this call, Matt, to, to talk about this, to coach around this, but as a, as a first step, that's, yeah, that's a fantastic first step and, and a great insight for you to have. Yeah. I guess too, like what, what comes to mind for me, whether it's, you know, I got upset with my 14 year old and, and I wish I would have done this different when I bring those thoughts into my day and I recognize it, I think there's still a bit of uneasiness or anxiety around it's unfinished. Mm -hmm. And so how do you, how do you, um, or, or how would you coach me to say, like, you've got to realize that that's not going to resolve right now. It's going to be resolved later with a conversation or, or whatever it is um, so that it doesn't continue to swirl mm. in I my brain. You've given yourself the answer. <laughs> Maybe right? I am that, older and wiser. That is, that is the answer, right? There's a, you, you, we hear all the time in, in business and in life, you can only control what you can control. And your your fourteen year old, I'm assuming, is at school or whatever, and so there's going to be a number of hours uh, between when the argument finished and when you can next speak to her, and you cannot do anything about it. So you have to let it go. It's easier said than done. Yeah, yeah, but you've got to let it go. You know what you need to do, so that should give you some comfort that when you get back home then you can then you can do what you need to do but until then you've just got to kind of surrender to the fact that you you left it unresolved and and that's okay i like it i like it all right to 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 finish up i know you've talked about the the winning playbook and and i want to get as much leadership uh knowledge from you as possible so maybe maybe talk to us about like strategies that you've seen um with you know team building and and leadership and and in business because selfishly you know i, I want to hear your insight on that stuff as somebody who's who's growing into into more and more um of 
a leadership position. Yeah, so so coming back to the world of sports and high performance sports, this is this is some you know something I take a a lot from. And if you think about some of the the greatest teams in in sports history, they all had something in common, which is a, a, a kind of a, found, a, a foundation of two elements. One is that they had kind of collectively a purpose which was greater than all of them. And so a high, kind of a higher purpose to the to the team. But it's a purpose that they can all identify with in their own way. So that's number one. And, and the second element of that is that they, as individuals, had a really kind of deep and profound emotional connection with each other. Sounds so simple, doesn't it? Not, not, that's, that's a, a challenge to create. But I think in, in, in terms of leadership and, and thinking about high performance and leadership, it's about creating an environment which allows everybody, all the individuals to, to, to kind of, to feel comfortable, to feel that they belong. Um, and, and once, as an individual, if you, if you feel at home, if you, if you feel comfortable in, in your environment, and if you are, if you, if you have a goal that you're, or a cause or a vision that you, you have that is bigger than you, that's, that's going to make you want to perform at your best. Yeah, I like that. I agree with that too, because I think about, you know, human beings and human nature. And a lot of times people will do more for those they love than they'll do for themselves. And I think mm -hmm. about that in the family dynamic. I think about that in in work where the best examples I've seen are where you've got team members that really want to succeed and really want to work hard. And the drive doesn't necessarily come from anything that they're doing for themselves. That's right. I want to help my teammate win. I yeah. want to do this because, you know, I, I care deeply about, you know, the family that supported me and, and, and I want to see, you know, them get all the fruit of, of labor. So that's great advice. I wrote down purpose and connection, you know, higher purpose yeah. and connection yeah. um, between each other. So that's, that's great advice, Julian. I, I appreciate the conversation. I think it's a great place to uh, end it. Any, any final thoughts or, or places that, uh, people can connect with you online? Um, uh, final thoughts. I have, I have so many, I'm not sure there's, there's time for all of them, but, but, um, in all seriousness, if, if people want to, I always say this, if anyone is interested in having a conversation, it's really simple. Just get in touch by email. I'm really accessible. Um, there are no kind of, there are no, there are no barriers, right? So it's, I just want to help people. So my email is Julian at Julian K. Harris, just the letter K, Julian K. Harris.co.uk. Uh, and, and let's have a conversation. Cool. We'll put that in the show notes, man. Thanks for joining me today. Get Better Every Day podcast. Have a great one. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. 
This is Matt Gouget. Just wanted to give you a quick thank you for listening to the Get Better Every Day podcast. Hopefully you're inspired to go out there and get better every day. If you could, please do us a huge favor and leave a five-star review if you found any value in this. Share it with your friends. Again, thanks for listening and go out there and get better every day.